Opinions. I'm here with Jay Baxter. Jay Baxter, what's up, dog? You know, man, you know how we like to do here watching late 90s sitcom pilots that fucking suck. God damn, man, that's what we love to do. We're here to watch you just make nasty. Oh my god, yeah, literally named Shasta. Yeah, yeah. that is my first fact. I have four facts about this show, man, and one of them is that they quickly renamed it from Shafter McNasty to Shafter. Because they did some focus group research and they found the McNasty part put people off the show. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do that for a whole podcast. For for those who are unaware, Shasta McNasty focused on three friends, Scott, Dennis, and Randy, who were part of the rap rock band Shasta McNasty. Already, you gotta be in. Otherwise, this is only gonna get worse for you. Um, the show premiered in 1999, uh, around the same time that uh, SmackDown premiered uh and scott mcleod our buddy here at rogue opinions did not believe that this was a real thing and it got turned into a punishment which i lost so that's why we're doing this um the first half of the series uh focused on the band their landlord uh odd jobbing to make rent and yada 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 while the second half focused on them working at a local bar for their friend Vern, uh who i'm assuming was Vern troyer um i don't know I don't know, man. Uh, we watched the pilot, and, and uh, from the very beginning, this is problematic. It's problematic for 2019. For 1999, I don't think this was problematic. <laughs> I think this was just probably absolutely fine. So they opened the pilot by introducing the fact they have a remote control spy camera pointed out of their apartment across the road at a different apartment because it's a window that they get to see a tasty girl taking off her tasty clothes to reveal her tasty bits. Ooh. And, uh, Ooh. Yeah. We're looking at some tasty, but we don't get to see the tasty bits. No, um, this was on UPN. This on, that's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, we also get to see her boyfriend who reveal, who takes over his town reveals that he has a rather large tasty bit. We don't get to see it. And um, yeah, I mean, this show, Shasta McNasty, as I already said, it was called Shasta McNasty until about midway point through the season where they changed the name to Shasta. And... Um, God, that like big. I'm gonna leave that pause in. It was fucking awful. <laughs> yeah, this episode, this episode of the show was so bad. Um, they had like little like blurbs that would pop up on the screen that would say that like, oh, the parrot he gets into a fight with isn't a real parrot. No shit. 
like and then there he jumps out of a window shortly thereafter to escape and mind you the woman's apartment that he broke into to leave another woman's panties in so she would break up with her boyfriend so that he could sleep with her was on the fourth floor so his brilliant idea after fighting and nearly killing this parrot is to jump out of a fourth floor window. And that would be cool if they had used a stuntman. But what they did was they threw a crash test dummy out the window in the clothes that he was wearing, freeze framed it and said, not a real guy. And then it hit and it came back from where I assume a commercial was. And he was on a stretcher. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean, we're not going to, pointless show for its realism uh the very to bring us back to the beginning because that's kind of the last part of the episode and, hold on Three. hold on you wanted to you said that they had a spy cam this yeah. was just a regular video camera pointed directly oh, at the window not hidden at all yeah they just had a big giant 1999 video camera which as we learn later on recorded onto video it's vhs for the kids out there, a VHS looks like something you need to Google if you don't know what that is. <laughs> it looks like something you need to Google. <laughs> Mate, I'm not I'm not making a Wikipedia of this show whilst I'm recording the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah. this was horrendous. Yeah, um, and it was just a big fucking video camera that they. Uh, well, it seemed like they could control it because there was cutscenes where the camera moved. None of them had a fucking joystick at any point uh, i don't care about swearing in this point of the show the new japan bit i tried my best to cut out the f-bombs in my general everyday language i ain't fucking but we'll get the explicit tag on itunes don't give a fuck um, um this was well, I mean, and i'm from new jersey and i don't know how to cut that out of my fucking vocabulary so yeah yeah could be worse could be from yeah and, i could um, be from arkansas or something yeah or, or that place and um yeah so show opens somehow they're all looking at this you know i'm gonna go full i'm gonna go full london essex for this one jimmy i'm not oh, gonna please. pretend all right they're looking at this bird undressing from across the way uh she's pretty fit uh, yeah they were looking at the black guy was all about breaking into places because he's black the other guy was a scumbag, looked like a meth addict, probably a meth addict, probably owned a mobile home, probably he from looked, Alabama. He looked like the lead singer of The Offspring. He looked like Guy Fieri if he started doing meth. And um, 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 He is Gary Busey's son, so, like, stands there, to build. There you go. You know what, I stand by what I said. Um, some other twat came up from behind them. He then broke the fourth wall at some point. Uh, out of nowhere... Like, this show seemed like it was starting off on a point where it was some boys spying on some bird across the way while she's undressing. This twat then suddenly breaks the fourth wall. He's like, yeah, we're going to break the fourth wall. This is Harry. And it's just out of nowhere. And he just, break, he just starts talking about all these people. Uh, Dennis is a slob, but he's bad at talking to people. Randy, whose name is Randy, because one of those speech bubbles appears on the screen and says that Randy is English slang for being horny. No one talks like that over here. No one goes, I'm Randy. It's not Austin Powers. Fuck off. Like, 
get your sh- no one talks like that here no one goes yeah i'm a bit randy i'm gonna go home and let's no one no one yeah took no. offense to that they they i mean shit if you took offense to that man i mean like it's it's noted that they had been watching her for three months oh god i didn't even met three months they've been spying on this poor woman and they sit down and they eat cereal and watch their television as she's getting plowed out in the bathroom by her like really hung boyfriend and like the, the towel comes off and they're like, oh, there goes the towel. Like, first of all, which one are you trying to nail? OK, you're talking about the suit, the size of the dude's wang and you're sitting there. And then not only is the black guy's like one response to be like, oh, uh, let's break into places because like that's the only idea I can come with because crime is stuff black people do. Uh, but he also has an ankle monitor on for stealing cars. What yeah. the fuck is with this show? Yeah, the black guy is the only one with the ankle monitor on, and they all talk about how they commit crimes. <laughs> it's <They're>, problematic. <laughs> Randy, uh, what was it? Not Randy. Uh, Dennis, no, no, no. Scott, at the beginning of the episode, like gets in front of the camera, he's like, voyeurism is wrong. This isn't voyeurism. You're spying on her for months. Yeah. Like, this is weird. Super weird. Like yeah. <laughs> void void with it voyeurism is you get off on being spied on. It's not being spied on. No one gets off on the fact that they think they might be being spied on without their knowledge. Like no one gets off on that. That's not how spying works. You don't spy on someone and they go, Oh, it's okay, they might get off on it because they don't know about it. Fuck. And then poor Mary Lynn Rice Cub from 24 fame and other, you know, great things oh, that have come. What is she like, doing? She was in this, like, giving her panties to them and fucking just, like, first of all, what is even her relationship to them? Like, she just she sort lives, of shows she up. In the, she lives in the apartment across from them. And no, the land. No. She lives in the apartment across from them and her kitchen is also their kitchen and the landlord didn't, they have a shared kitchen. Oh, they have a shared kitchen in the apartment building. Yeah. That's why she was sat there eating breakfast. And then the, uh, one of them came out naked and she was like, your dick is staring at me. I don't really want it staring at me. Point it away from me. And that was meant to be a joke because his dick was small. Did you get it? I believe me. I got it. Unfortunately. And they did that weird, like blue blur over his dong yeah it was so bad oh god there was literally nothing good about this there was nothing good about this show you know what the worst thing about it is it's 1999 this had a big budget and genuinely i could have edited this show better and i would have done it for half the money and i'd probably be sat in l.a doing podcasts like i don't even understand like where they were trying to go with this like it's oh, just like it's brutal oh it, yeah it's like should i throw in another shasta mcnasty fact to cheer oh, us up a bit please do please do <clears throat> hmm 
this was nominated for a best new comedy at the People's Choice Awards. Oh, fuck off. Nope, that's a fact. <laughs> oh, my good God. <laughs> there we go. This gives credence to the fact that the People's Choice Awards are bollocks. It gives credence to the fact people shouldn't have choice. Full stop. Well, did you see that uh, also uh, Monday Night Raw is up for best TV show in the People's Choice Awards this year? This year. After watching New Japan Royal Quest. <laughs> for editing purposes, I think it fucking should. Yeah, I, mean, I guess. But they're up against, they're up against like Riverdale and uh, Sh- uh, Stranger Things and like, you know, other shows that like should get it. And... Like, oh, anyway, look, we're not here to talk about Monday Night Raw, but we're like I'd rather talk about everyone's fascination with Riverdale. Oh, yeah. it. I don't get it, to be honest with you. Yeah, like, yeah, Monday Night Raw should compete against Riverdale because hot take Riverdale is shit. Uh, that's like a lukewarm take, but I'm with you on it. Yeah, I didn't say it was a hot take. You did say it was a hot take. I didn't. Did I? Yes, you did. Oh, sorry. Genuinely <laughs> 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 didn't realize I said it. Okay. You said you said hot take. Riverdale is shit. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately forgot I said hot take. <laughs> All right. You know I, can't stand, I can't. I can't. Stand can't by I can't blame you, though, after having watched... I watched all of New Japan Royal Quest and Shasta McNasty in, like, a 12-hour period, and I feel dumber for watching both. <laughs> I didn't forgot I said the words hot take. Um, yeah, I'll stand by it. Why I thought you were doing a bit, dude. I thought you were fucking around. No, I just thought I said... Riverdale shit and forgot I said hot. T- I'm just so used to saying hot. T- I've just got so many hot takes. I fly them out the oven. I forget I point them out. Riverdale shit though. So yeah, it's Monday Night Raw should be up against Riverdale. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck about Riverdale? I think Stranger Things should definitely beat it. But uh, back to Shasta McNasty for a second. Oh, God. Um, um, after he falls out of the window, like and doesn't die. Uh, after- we're, jump- we're jumping through this episode. You're missing all the meaty content. Oh, what did I miss? What did I miss in here? Um, you missed a montage of them sneaking. When they were just... When the black guy and the other guy were just... One of the white guys were in a dumpster. Um, Diane came across... Like... They, they, oh, they get... No, because no, we're, we're, we're not going to set up the cameo properly. The big cameo. If we don't talk about this. But the pizza guy comes to the door and they keep trying to delay the pizza guy because the pizza guy is half an hour late. The pizza is free and the pizza guy keeps turning up at like 26 or 27 minutes because they keep taking the numbers off the building and shit like that. He's been like, I would have been late if you guys did this, but I'm still here on time. And he pours the hot pizza on the guy who jumped out the window at one point, which burns him. Which is really assault against the disabled, but you know it's America, and he wasn't black, so who cares? And um, there was the bit, and there was another time, and that sets up the cameo, the really big 
cameo. Hold on, before it's... we get to the big, 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 big cameo. You mean the big cameo for this big show? Yeah, exactly. The cameo for this big show that we're talking about. I would like to stress that the reason that they have this fantastical apartment that they have is because they were given a certain amount of money. (laughs) They were given a certain amount of money to record a demo from their rap rock group. (laughs) And they were given uh, and then they instead used that advance money to get themselves a flat, like an actual big fucking apartment in Venice Beach, California for the princely sum, the kingly sum of $10,000. What? $10,000. What is $10,000 in, in 1999 money? Like, in not- $10,000 in it's 1999. It is not a lot. I will promise you, it is not a lot. How much is $10,000 in? Uh, oh, it's not. It's not enough to get a flat. I think I'm. I think I may have done this backwards. Yes. In, okay. Ten thousand dollars in nineteen ninety nine is fifteen thousand seven hundred. Uh, fifteen thousand seventy two dollars and forty four cents last year. How many of them were in? There were three of them in this flat, in this apartment, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls, children of all ages. I am on a website called Apartments. Sorry. (laughs) Degeneration X proudly brings to you the best. Searching the web for for a flat in Venice Beach in the world. And I'm interested in Shasta McNasty, Nathan Greenaway. A bored out of his mind, Jimmy Baxter. Rogue. Ah. Opinion. Yeah, I'm on a website called apartments.com, which seems like a good place to look for apartments. Mm-hmm. And you can currently get a two-bedroom apartment with access to a gym in Pico 11 Luxury Resides, Santa Monica, California, for $3,995 a month. That doesn't seem like you could get it for ten thousand. Let's try under nine hundred. There is nothing. There is nothing. Not in Venice Beach, my friend. Not in Venice Beach. Oh, I lied. No, I didn't. <laughs> there you go. So it seems what we're saying is Shasta McNasty is not built on realism. Oh, I mean, that definitely is the understatement of the century. Unless Gary Busey was paying for most of it. I'd have no idea because I'm not going to go any further into the series to figure out what the fuck is going on in it because... (sighs) Jimmy, would you like another fact about Shasta McNasty? I've given two. It was nominated for for a Best New Comedy Award at the People's Choice Awards. And did I give you the one about them dropping the title? Yes. Okay, and they dropped the McNasty bit after checking focus groups. Okay. The your show opened with a 4.5 million people viewership and largely this was believed th- this was believed to be largely thanks to 
uh, shows like South Park and vulgar comedy and vulgar situations such as that shown on WWF Smackdown, which is also on UPN. V- uh, UPN, sorry. UPN moved it to a different night after a few episodes and asked Shasta McNasty to tone down its sexism and vulgarity. This is believed to have killed the show. There you go. Uh, they were asked to tone down and moved after being largely successful. Network TV in America. But also they were getting they were being popular for being sexist and racist and not funny. Yeah, this wasn't this wasn't funny. Jimmy, can I ask you a question? Uh, go ahead. Jimmy, imagine you've just broken into a flat. An apartment, sorry, you're American. Mm-hmm. You broke into this flat using a credit card to slide, uh, to shim, I believe is the lock-picking term, a lock open. You are confronted with a beast. This beast is feathery and tropical and perhaps commonly known as a parrot. This parrot asks you for a cracker. Uh, not in the racist term, even though you're white. But um, just in a general term, like a Ritz cracker, if you're in Britain. I don't know if you have Ritz crackers over there. We, but a we cracker. Do. Okay, a cracker. You provide this feathered beast with a cracker, and it attacks you by biting you on the hand. How would you respond? I would use my other free hand to punch it squarely in the fucking face. Probably. So I wouldn't, wouldn't, I wouldn't, wouldn't then do what, um, what the fuck is his name? Shasta, um, Scott did and slam it around. For, like, uh, it's the fight scene with the parrot. Yes. Those are words I just said in 2019. Um, the fight scene with the parrot is so ridiculous. Like Dennis Duggan, who directed the pilot of this show, is largely considered to be responsible for the forthcoming career of Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, how would you rate the pilot of Shasta? But he didn't get the girl. The girl turned gay. Um, that's not a joke. That's literally what happened. Yeah. Jimmy, how would you rate Shasta McNasty if you had to? Are we doing this on any specific scale or is this one of our like fun ratings, like fun, like metaphorical ratings? Um, if you could give it a rating between on your knees, shirtless, crying in the rain and digging your own grave, where would you put it? Um, I don't know what's. What's possible? What is possibly lower than shirt shirtless in the rain on your knees crying? Um, oh, I know. Uh, I would rate this walking through a dog park looking to eat the freshest piece of shit uh, off the ground that you could. Yeah. Yeah. I would give this watching porn naked 
whilst pouring antifreeze over yourself and thinking about the time that you nearly got to shake hands with John Cena. Uh, I just, I, this is so, so bad. Um, lastly, let's talk about the cameo. The big, 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 big cameo that happened. Um, they order yet another pizza. And for people who are so broke, they try this pizza scheme a lot. Um, they order a pizza and they, 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 what did they, they fucked with the, the elevator so it would like get yeah. stuck and whatever. Jimmy, can I, ask, can I ask you a quick question about America? Mm-hmm. If you were to go to a store nearby your apartment, and just buy a pizza from that store to cook in your own oven. How much would it cost you? Like a frozen pizza? Yeah. Anywhere from a dollar to three or four dollars? Yeah. So why are they ordering pizza that cost eleven fifty? Because they're stupid, Nathan. They're stupid. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, they fuck with the elevator. And they're like, oh, it's going to be after half an hour now. The elevator comes up. Who steps out the elevator, Jimmy? But, well, it's the big show. It is and the big he's, show. He's the pizza delivery guy. Jimmy, if you if you were a 500-pound, seven-foot behemoth, what's the most inventive bit? Like, if you are powering... All the invention of all the universe and the writers, everyone on the fucking planet is compiling their compiling their brain power and handing it to you so that you could be the most inventive writer in the history of the fucking universe right now. If you had the five hundred pound big show and he was delivering you a giant pizza and you're the most clever human on the planet, what comedy bit would you do? Uh, would he would he have eaten the entire pizza before the elevator opened? Damn it, Jimmy! <laughs> yeah, because uh, I mean, like that that sounds like it would be funny. The fat, yeah. the big fat guy ate the whole pizza and still made them pay for it. God damn it! Are we paying you? No. God, fuck! Someone pay this man. I know. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a writer's writer. I know. Get out! Bring me oh. the next writer. And they ask, and they ask him like, "Don't we know you from somewhere?" And then the Big Show breaks the fourth wall, and says, "Yeah, I look familiar. You can see me every Thursday night on WWF SmackDown here on UPN." And it cuts back into the, like reality of the show, and they were like, "Did you say something?" He goes, "Yeah, pizza's eleven fifty. Like, what? So." That's some good shit. Some real good shit. And then it carries the ben- on. The one benefit I can give this episode of Shasta McNasty is that it definitely did feel like a punishment. You know what? You're right. Last time I did a punishment, I had to watch Total Divas. I really enjoyed it. And I've still been... I haven't watched an episode for like a week. But I've, I've been watching quite a bit of Total Divas. I've really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to Ronda Rousey and Sonia Deville. Mm-hmm. The- yeah, that'll, that'll be fun. That'll Sonia, be fun. De- Sonia Deville and her girl. I saw a trailer. 
they've been joining the cast. Banshee looks fun because it's just fucking horse shit reality TV. I don't need to put any brain power into this. I this it was twenty minutes of just the the pits like it's just uninventive bullshit. There's just it's not it's not funny. Like it might have been funny at the time, but sorry. When you just hear someone go, yeah, we've been spying on her, get naked and fuck for three months. That's not comedy. That's just terrifying. Like, ugh. And the big show was kind of good on his cameo role because he just had to be a scary big guy because he ate their pizza and then they had to go try and find his 11.50. But then he ends up walking out with the VHS tapes or the tapes of that girl who's been banging across the way as payment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and lima beans. Like, like, I don't know. Like, you just go, hey, hey, writer. Hey, Jimmy the writer. We need to think of a way for Big Show to be paid in this show, and but the guys are broke. What do you think we should do? Um... He's going to ask for something. He's going to ask for more food because he's fat. And he's also going to... They're going to mention the tapes with the hot lady. And he's going to get the tapes. And he's going to eat his lima beans and jerk off when he gets home. Oh, my God. That's so good because he's the big show. So he's going to have a real big dick to jerk off with. Hey, has you ever done an Adam Sandler movie? Oh, fucking... God damn it. This show was so bad. Well, come do an Adam Sandler movie. You've got some good ideas. Absolutely. Fuck. That's why I write this. Yeah. God damn it. That's what Fuck. I write this. God yeah. damn it. I don't want to see this show ever again. I don't want to ever see it referenced. Like, I don't ever want to see... Like, you know what? Jimmy, we should transition because whilst we're feeling sad, we should transition into somehow into the um, big timing fucks hall of fame. Asshole. Ooh, do we have a new member adding yes. uh, adding himself to the halls? Yes. I'm not happy about it. Lay it on me, Nathan. Oh, big timing fucks hall of fame. Jimmy, during the week last week of the week, something happened to Rogue Opinions. And something happened to me personally as well. We, we got followed by a, um, a, big, a, a big time guy. Was it three guys in their apartment with a video camera for the last no. three months? No. But whilst they were trying not to be seen watching someone this guy has spent a career not being seen Ooh, i see what you did there because we're clever we can't see him it was jonathan it was jonathan cena thank you for the musical cue no i don't have to edit in jonathan cena started following rogue opinions on twitter you can check twitter i'm not lying he did. And so what did I do, Jimmy, as a wise man with wise ideas? 
and a lot of podcasters show. You slid into his DMs? I slid in, slid in like a sliver. Like a, did you ever watch Sliver back in the day? The movie? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's garbage. Yeah, I slivered in like one of the teleport things from Sliver. Uh, sliders, I wasn't thinking of Sliver, I was thinking of Sliders. And um, fuck, ruined that bit. Can't edit it out now, too far in. And, no, because um, this is live. Yeah, and I slivered into his DM, see what I did there. I saved mm-hmm. him. And I it. sent him a message, I invited him onto Kayfabe Court. I didn't know if he was a Doctor Who fan, so I asked him if he wanted to come to Doctor Who series that you can listen to with Carl and Sean. It's every week. Go listen to it. They just did a really creepy episode that I remember from my childhood. All the kids were wearing gas masks, and I need to breathe now. <sighs> he didn't reply. Jimmy? That sounds like a pretty big time and fuck. He didn't reply. Now, he's a busy guy. He's got kids' books to write, and he's got to not appear on Monday Night Raw when they're in Madison Square Garden. And he's now in um, not, uh, Fast and Furious movies with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And um, he's got to do other... Sh- I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Avoid Nikki Bella and stuff like that. Avoid Nikki Bella. <laughs> so what did, he, what did he do, Jimmy? He started following Ben from the Naked Men podcast who he does now follow. You can check. He does follow him. And you know what he did earlier today, Jimmy? He started following me. Well, then. So I thought, hey, he follows Rogue Opinions. He follows Ben underscore E-B-E-R-T. Go harass him with loads of porn. And he follows me at Nathan Greenaway. Don't harass me. He likes the Naked Men podcast, clearly. So I slid into his DMs at 9, 9 12 a.m. this morning. No reply. Invited him on the Naked Men pod. Said, hey, you're clearly a big fan. You must love the podcast. You follow both the hosts and you follow Rake Opinions. Feel free to message me back next week. We're going to be talking about other film, other TV characters. We'd like to have films as well because Jesse from Breaking Bad is getting his own film, El Camino. That's the name of the film. That's not just me saying something in Spanish. Didn't reply. So... Jimmy, I don't know what the criteria is for being a big time in fuck, but I've had it. I've had enough. He follows both the hosts. He follows Rogue Opinions, and he didn't reply. Can Jonathan Cena please join the big timing fucks all the same? Well, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it to you like this. I'm already hanging the empty picture frame on the wall because we can't see him. <clears throat> But we know he's there. John Cena, welcome to the Hall of Fame, asshole. In the Hall of Fame. Asshole. Yes! All right, so, ladies and gentlemen, this is how we're going to end the podcast today on my favorite dirty joke of all time. Um, it is a joke written originally written and performed by a man named Paul Mooney. Um, and uh, it is my favorite dirty joke of all time. And here it goes. Young boy comes home from school early one day looking for his parents to console him when he comes home early. Rather sick. He goes room to room and he's very concerned that he can't find them. And until he does find them, his parents are just, I mean, slamming it out in the bedroom. No one's supposed to be home. And the father is just sort of pounding away. Uh, um, The child is 
mortified. The mother sees the child in the doorway, frozen with fear, and she tries to get the husband to to stop and whatever. Instead, the the husband just sort of grabs on tighter and just continues fucking. Um, The kid runs out horrified. Later on in the evening, after obviously being chewed out by the wife, the husband decides, all right, I'm going to go talk to my son and tell him what happened and apologize. He walks room to room, can't find him anywhere, till he opens a door and he sees the son banging his grandmother. And the dad is mortified, petrified, frozen with like just unbelievable fear and like anxiety, all that other shit. The son turns his head slowly to the side to see his father standing there in the doorway and goes, not so funny when it's your mother, is it? <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining uh, us here today on the Rogue Opinions podcast. Nathan, why don't you give us your plugs before we get the fuck out of here? Well, as always, you can find Rogue Opinions at Rogue underscore opinion on the Twitter and the Instagram. You can find me at Nathan Greenway. Something rather exciting for myself. I have lent my wonderful voice to a series known as Night Drive, which you will hopefully be able to find from the amazingly talented Michael Truly. Coming up soon, I know it is in editing. I've not been allowed to talk about it till now, but I've lent my voice to that. And I will post the links as and when they become available. Other than that, check out the archives. Uh, Pay-per-view reviews for AEW's All Out, NXT UK Cardiff. And we got a load of shit. Coming up, uh, Kayfabe Court was back. Who stole the AEW title? We answered that question. And the re- the Rogue Retro Smackdown review pit stopped. Uh, pit stopped. Sorry, off at Rebellion, uh, which went up two days ago, or yesterday. Sorry, as and when recording. So that's already up. Go check out that. They were joined by Rahul on both Kayfabe Court and Rebellion. Over to you, Jimmy. Uh, thank you, Nathan. Um, you can find me as always at Mr. Riot on Twitter. That's M R R I zero T because Counter Strike was a thing when I was a kid. Um, and also go on Facebook.com/slash uh, uh, Pro Wrestling Magic and look up some of the fun little promos I was I was able to shoot with um, the Pro Wrestling Magic Dark Arts Champion, the Metal Lands Monster, Pro Wrestling Magic Heavyweight Champion Pinky Sanchez, and uh, the Ring Announcer and my close personal friend Shane Fair. Uh, we caught up uh, during a training session there at the Pro Wrestling Magic Kingdom, and we discussed the upcoming card that's happening on September 21st. That is Pro Wrestling Magic on Facebook. Um, also, Twitter, follow us over there, Pro Wrestling Magic. Um, and coming up on October 30th in Brooklyn, New York, at the House of Yes, I will be doing commentary and uh, maybe some backstage interviews at Uncanny Attractions, Drags and Dropkicks Presents, a Nightmare on Wyckoff Avenue. Um, we're still deciding where we're going to be streaming that live, but when I get that information, I will make sure to let you guys know where to watch it live. But for now, you can go to eventbrite.com, get your tickets for Uncanny Attractions. I'll be there. We'll talk. If you watch, if you listen to the paper, uh, to the podcast and all the things we do, and you happen to go to the show, I'll hug you. I'll sign a little autograph. I'll take pictures. We'll be best friends for life. So come out and see us there. Uh, and as Nathan said, go back in our archives and listen to all the fun little shit we had a chance to do. The kayfabe court is back, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, yeah, 
that's about it. That's all I got going on at the moment. Yeah, so definitely go check out the archives. Check out everything Jimmy's talked about. Check out everything I've talked about. But otherwise, hopefully you enjoy. Do not watch Shasta McNasty. Just listen to this review. Yes, we've pretty much covered the whole thing. But otherwise, thank you very much, guys. Bye now. Bye. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again Because a vision softly creeping Left its seeds while I was sleeping And the vision that was planted in my brain Still remains within the sound of silence Restless dreams I walked alone Narrow streets of cobblestone Neath the halo of a street lamp I turned my collar to